to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. All right, you guys, you know how much I love VetCS CBD products for my dogs. Great news, they make CBD products for humans. I got the orange flavored uh, dropper and I put it in my Lady Grey lattes and it is so freaking delightful. So you can get CBD for your dog, you can get CBD for you. Check out VetCS.com and you can use code DisorderlyDogs for 10% off your purchase. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I am your host, Rachel Laurie Harris. Um, If you are new around here, welcome. Super delighted to have you. I know there are a lot of podcast options, so I'm really glad that you're here. My guess is that you're here because your dog is doing something you don't want them to do, or you're just amazing and you just want to improve your dog's quality of life. Either way, super glad that you are here. I hope that you will find this podcast helpful. Um, I want you to know that there are lots of other resources for you. Um, You can follow me over on Instagram at a good feeling underscore NCO. I post training tips almost daily over there. Another great resource is the Disorderly Dogs, the Conversation Continues Facebook group. You can ask questions there and talk with other like-minded dog owners. You can join that um, by following the link in the show notes. Um, In addition to those resources, I also have an online course called Reactive Redefined. So if you have a dog who lunges, barks, whines, does backflips on the leash or in the house, um, this online course was created for you. Um, I've had almost 50 people complete the course, which is so remarkable. All of the teams have been so successful and it is a total delight. So I'm glad that you're here, but I just want you to note that there are lots of other resources if you feel like you need further help beyond this podcast episode. In today's episode, I want to talk about responsibly buying a dog. So for those of you who have been on this wonderful journey with me, you already know my feelings about buying a dog from a breeder. I think that there are amazing breeders and I think that we should support them. Um, If you are new here and you still um, operate under the adopt, don't shop model, um, I'm with you, right? I'm a huge advocate for adoption um, and I'm not saying that I don't want people to adopt dogs, but what I do want people to do is that if they're going to purchase a dog, I want them to do it responsibly. So with everything that's happening in the world, i.e. COVID-19, global pandemic, there is what um, a lot of people are referring to as a puppy shortage. So many people were at home, they wanted dogs, and they got dogs, which is so cool. I've had the delight of meeting with so many amazing families who brought puppies into their lives during COVID, but it has also kind of opened the market for puppy mills, backyard breeding, irresponsible breeding. And while I want you to get whatever dog you think is going to fit best with your lifestyle. Um, I also want you to be a very responsible buyer so that you are not accidentally supporting puppy mills. Got it? 
So if you are on the fence about adding a dog to your house, please check out the episode I did about getting a new dog. I can't remember the episode number. I will include that in the show notes so that you can find it. But if you're on the fence about getting a dog, I suggest listening to that episode because that's going to come first. But if you're already decided you're ready for another dog, you are interested in a breeder, I hope this episode can be helpful for you. So a few things to consider. So one, when we're talking about breeders, that is a big umbrella and not all breeders are created equal. In fact, there's a very small percentage of breeders that I actually consider to be responsible. So um, everything I'm going to talk about in this episode is really gearing towards only the best of the best and people who are breeding dogs in a fashion that I think is responsible, sustainable in the dog's best interest. Okay, so when you are considering getting a dog from a breeder, I want you to do a lot of things. One, mainly be ask a ton of questions. You need to press the breeder for this information. And if they can't give you this information, there's your red flag for you. Okay. I think that oftentimes as a puppy buyer, we feel slightly intimidated by the breeder. And I want you to get over that. I want you to be confident and I want you to ask questions because ultimately you could have this dog for 15 years. And if you don't ask these questions now and you get a dog with problem behaviors, that's going to be your responsibility for a long time. So ask these questions now. Okay. So first and foremost, I want you to ask the breeder what they do with their personal dogs. Do they show them in confirmation? Do they do agility? Are they just pet dogs? We need to know what the quality of life of the breeding pair are. Oftentimes breeders don't own both the male and the female. Oftentimes they just have the female and maybe the male came and hung out or maybe the semen was sent over. But I want you to ask those questions. If they just have mom, what do they do with mom outside of breeding? Do they hike? Do they do neighborhood walks? Do they do therapy dog work? Are they just straight up family pets? You need to know the answer to that question. Because if that dog is not doing anything with their owners, that's a huge red flag. They're like, no, they just kind of hang out. We don't really do that much with them. I would be a little worried about that. The only caveat would be if like you're getting like a couch potato dog, right? And that's what you want. But really ask, what is the breeder doing with their personal dog, right? Does that align with what you want out of a dog? Super duper important. Okay. In addition to asking the breeder what they do with their own dogs, you need to ask very specific questions about mom's personality and dad's personality. I'm talking, how are they with other dogs? Big dogs, little dogs, rambunctious dogs, senior dogs. How are they with other animals? How are they with people? You need to know the answers to these questions for both mom and dad. This is crucial because all of that information is going to give you huge insight into who your puppy may become. So if mom and dad are maybe great with dogs, but can be a little wary of people, that is significant information that you can use during their socialization window. I'm telling you all, this is crucial. This is a breaking point. If you do not know about the personality of mom or dad, you are taking a gigantic risk. And in my opinion, you are not purchasing very responsibly. Okay, I say this from a very loving place and I know that people mean well, but if you're going to buy a dog from a breeder, you need to know how is mom, how is dad with a variety of species and how they interact with their owners in everyday life. 
You need to know the answers to those questions. I'm not saying that all of those answers have to be deal breakers, but I'm saying that you need to know the answers to those questions. When I work with a new puppy client, I always ask the people, what attracted you to the breed or combo of breeds? And what were the personalities of mom and dad? And I will be honest with you, the vast majority of people cannot tell me how the personality of mom or dad was. Not good, right? We need to know the answers to those questions. Um, Some other things I really want you to look for, ask about. What conditions are the dogs kept in? Are the dogs outside? Are the dogs inside? Where are the puppies raised? What quality of life does mom have? What did the breeder do to keep mom happy during pregnancy? You need to know the answers to those questions. Because if mom is just in a room and she's not getting very much love or care, you best believe that's going to impact how the puppies interact with the world. Okay, guys, and I know that this seems extreme. I know I'm kind of intense in my voice, but this is super important. If we want to support responsible breeders, we need to hold them to a super, super high standard. And if we don't do that, we are part of the problem. Okay, so definitely ask, what are the conditions that the dogs are kept in? In my humble opinion, I do not think that dogs that are raised outside, I don't think that that's someone that's responsibly breeding. I really just don't. Um... Maybe if you have someone who's raising like livestock guardian dogs and that's really your intention, they're not going to be your pet. They're literally just going to be a livestock guardian dog. Maybe. But my guess is that all of you wonderful people listening don't really have any interest in getting just a livestock guardian dog. My guess is you have an interest in bringing a wonderful pet into your life. So ask, what are the conditions? How was mom's pregnancy? Um, Where is mom kept? Where are the puppies whelped? You need to have answers to those. Best case scenario, there will be photos, videos. You can very, very clearly see the condition of where mom and the puppies are kept. Um, I will be honest, there are a lot of people through this pandemic who have supported puppy mills by purchasing dogs by not asking these questions. Um, Puppy mills very historically will send you a picture of a puppy, a picture of mom, but you can't see anything else. It's very vague, huge red flag, huge red flag, my friends. Um, Something else that I want you to talk to the breeder about is what are health conditions that they have tested for or screened for in mom or dad? This is huge. If your breeder is not doing their due diligence and making sure that they're scanning for things that are prominent in deteriorating their breed, that is not responsible breeding. Right. In my opinion, a breeder should not be breeding a pair without health screening of both mom and dad. Ask for proof of that. Ask why they did hips. Ask why they did eyes. A responsible breeder will be happy to tell you why. Okay. And if they did not do that, if there were no, there was no screening of, of mom or dad as far as health concerns are, are, uh, you know, concerned, I don't think that that's responsible breeding. I know that there are some people that will disagree with me. But again, if I'm going to support a breeder, I want a breeder that has gone above and beyond for the breeding. Okay. I also want you to be real with your breeder and ask them if your life took a crazy circumstance and change, would they take the dog back? If they won't take the dog back, I don't think that that's a responsible breeder. Right. Another sign of a responsible breeder would be if there is a contract. 
Do they want you to sign a contract that if you can't keep the dog for whatever reason, you will return it to them? Do they have concerns about early spay and neuter? Do they want you to to wait to spay or neuter? That is something that a responsible breeder will be asking you. Okay, I understand that accidental litters happen. Maybe the neighbor's dog got out, got pregnant. Maybe you want to get a puppy from them. I still would ask all of these questions. There probably aren't going to be health screenings, right? They probably aren't going to be willing to take the dog back. But you need to know about the personality of mom or dad. Okay, but if you do not get the answers to these questions, don't get a puppy from them. Please don't. Guys, I have made a living in troubleshooting aggressive and reactive behaviors in dogs. A lot of that could have been avoided if people would have asked these questions before they acquired a dog from a quote-unquote breeder. I am not messing around. I want to see more responsible breeding, and I refuse to lower the bar for quote-unquote subpar breeders, right? We need to hold them to a high standard. I'm a huge advocate for people breeding dogs, but... They must be doing it responsibly. Another question I want you to ask is what the, the breeder has been doing as far as early development in puppies, right? Um, you all have heard me talk very extensively about puppy culture, which is a puppy rearing program that Wayland's breeder used. A lot of breeders use it. It is remarkable. Everything they do with those puppies is setting them up for a life of physical, mental, and behavioral well-being. You need to ask those questions. What are they doing with the puppies, right? If they're doing nothing and the puppies are just sitting in a room all day, hmm, I'm going to say that's not a super responsible breeder. Okay, so guys, I know that things are weird in COVID, right? I know that you can't always go and meet the parents. You can't always go to see where the puppies are being bred, but ask for a virtual tour, right? Can they do FaceTime with you and show you the conditions that the dogs live in and show you the puppies? Um, some red flags would be breeders who are annoyed at you for asking these questions. If they are not happy to answer these questions, I do not think that they are a responsible breeder. Um, you know, some other things would be vague descriptions about personalities or conditions. And then, you know, on the worst case of the spectrum, um, a breeder who's shaming you for asking these questions. Those are huge red flags. If that is happening, please do not purchase a dog from them. Okay. So guys, when you are purchasing a dog, it does come with a higher price tag. It is not as affordable as rescuing a dog. That is true. But remember, when you are supporting a responsible breeder, you are getting a lot of value in that puppy that is worth a higher price tag. I think that some people want to haggle breeders about price. I don't think that that is fair or ethical. If you have a responsible breeder and they have passed all of the questions I have given to ask you, you should pay them what they are asking. They have gone above and beyond for these puppies and trust me, it is no financial gain to them. They're just playing recoup for all the work they put into these puppies. Okay, so um, really take that into consideration. Guys, just remember that because dogs have AKC paperwork, that doesn't mean shit. Okay, AKC paperwork, what? They're registered with AKC, so what? Anyone can do that online and give them money. Please don't be fooled by that. Um, The vague terminology, paperwork. What does that even mean? Look at the paperwork, ask to see it. Is it legit? If you have questions about that, send me a DM. Let's talk about it. I'd be happy to help you because again, I wanna help you support responsible breeders so that you can get the best chance of a behaviorally and uh, physically well-rounded dog, yeah?
All right, you guys, um, I hope you appreciated a little bit of tough love in this episode, but I really mean it. Um, if we're going to be supporting breeders, we need to hold them to a very, very high standard. Um, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you like this episode, take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram at a good feeling underscore NCO. I hope that y'all are well wherever you are. Enjoy your weekend. Smooch those puppies for me. And I am already looking forward to the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to learn more about how you can connect with me for training, you can go to my website, agfdogtraining.com. If you'd like more training inspiration and insight, you can follow me on Instagram at a good feeling underscore NCO. If you'd like to become a member and support the podcast, please check us out on Patreon. You can check us out at patreon.com slash disorderly dogs. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss out on any future episodes and if you really like this podcast and you want to go above and beyond for me you could leave a five-star review over on apple podcast to help more like-minded individuals find us